Hello and welcome to the Partners for Access Rare Disease and Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Max Rex. This week, we will be discussing Novartis's CAR-T manufacturing deal and the successes and failures in the reimbursement of Vertex's or Canby. Our first story today concerns Novartis and their strategic licensing and collaboration agreement with Cellular Biomedicine Group for the supply of CAR-T cell therapy Kimraya in China. Nado Murad is here to tell us more. So, as Max mentioned, uh, I want to talk about the Novartis and Cellular Biomedicine Group deal that was announced a couple weeks ago, which basically involved a $14 million upfront payment by Novartis to buy a Cellular Biomedicine Group for a 9% stake. Now, uh, it's worth pointing out that uh, Biomedicine Group is... Uh, based in California, however, has manufacturing capabilities in China, as well as the US, which are uh, GMP certified and meets both US and Chinese standards. So just to maybe give a bit more detail about this deal, the deal was spurred by Novartis's bid to launch its CAR-T therapy Kimraya in China. And in China, the national regulation requires that a pharma company, which intends to commercialize a therapy in the country, actually manufacture its product there. Why is this interesting? First, uh, let's talk a bit about Kimraya. Kimraya is priced at 475,000 US dollars in the US, that's the list price. Apart from its potential to cure otherwise deadly diseases, a significant component of that price is due to the manufacturing cost, considering the highly complex and highly individualized process. I mean, it doesn't get more individualized than that uh, when it comes to medicine. Now you surely would have come across the headline a few weeks ago that Merck's, uh, Merck intends to offer Keytruda to Chinese patients at half the US list price. Now, of course, Keytruda, which is a humanized antibody, has production overheads which are significantly less than those for CAR-Ts, and its potential sales volume in China would more than make up for the reduced margins. Also, it's important to highlight that apart from individualized therapies such as CAR-Ts, medicine's price is primarily based on the added value it offers to the patient rather than its manufacturing costs. It would be more than naive to conclude that Merck was able to slash the cost of Keytruda in China due to the reduced manufacturing costs of the country. I mean, after all, payers in the US and Europe know that the discounts offered on Keytruda in China are commercially justified and are unlikely to push back on what they're paying for the therapy in their own markets. But in the case of Kimraya and other CAR-Ts, manufacturing costs are accepted as a significant component of the price of the therapy. And that's, as we mentioned before, it's owing to multiple factors, including the requirement for extensive manual handling steps. So you, you need uh, quite a significant input of skilled labor going into that. Uh, now, Cellular Biomedicine Group's manufacturing sites in China meet both US and Chinese GMP standards, that's good manufacturing practice standards, and manufacturing costs in China are widely recognized to be lower than those in the US and Europe. Now, the launch price in Kimraya is not yet known, in China, of course, is not yet known, uh, but may likely be significantly lower than that seen in Europe and the US. And if that is indeed the case, it will be interesting to see how US uh, and European payers react to the China price. We'll just have to wait and see uh, how the story unfolds. And of course, we'll bring you some more once there are developments. And now, on to Denmark and Canada's decisions on Orkambi. 
two more countries have recently announced their decisions on whether to fund Vertex's cystic fibrosis treatment or Candy. These decisions are the latest in a long-running saga that has resulted in drawn-out and often angry negotiations between Vertex and the national decision-making bodies. But Denmark and Canada have come out with opposite opinions. Denmark has agreed a deal that will not only cover Vertex's currently available cystic fibrosis treatments, but also the treatments that are currently in development, which will be marketed uh, in the near future. In Canada, the Canadian Agency for Drugs and Technologies in Health, CADTH, on the other hand, last week recommended that the Canadian provinces and territories should not pay for the drug as they are not convinced that it provides any meaningful benefits to patients. The high price of the drug meant that Orcambi was not even close to being considered cost-effective in the CADTH analyses. Vertex would have to provide an enormous 98% price reduction in order to be considered cost-effective by them. Orcambi is publicly covered in a number of countries at the moment, including Germany, Australia and the US. In many other countries, however, the row over the cost of the drug is ongoing and showing few signs of coming to a close. In no country is this more apparent than in England, where Vertex and NHS England have been unable to come close to an agreement after two years of negotiations. This all started when NICE initially rejected the drug for very similar reasons to Canada. Both of these countries use cost-effectiveness in their analyses, and Vertex's drug did not seem to measure up well against these criteria. In the UK, the negotiations have become increasingly fraught with no clear progress being made. Representatives from all the stakeholders, Vertex, NICE and NHS England, have met in the past few weeks to try and break the deadlock, but no progress has been announced as of yet. A spokesperson from Vertex told the website Pharma Forum we met with representatives from NHS England and NICE. It was a productive meeting and discussions will continue. Though this is a positive step, showing both sides are still very willing to try and work out a deal, there is still a big gap between the two sides, and one or both will have to be willing to move in order to get any sort of deal done. In August, the Australian Reimbursement Committee, PBAC, the Pharmaceutical Benefits Advisory Committee, recommended the listing of Orcambi on the National Drug Scheme. Although they too use cost-effectiveness in their analyses, they negotiated an outcomes-based approach with Vertex, where they will pay less if the drug is shown to not be that effective in the long run. By doing this, Vertex have shown that they are open to this type of innovative access scheme, so it will be on NHS England and NICE, or other HTA bodies currently in negotiations with Vertex, to decide whether that sort of deal is feasible in their country. And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, go to our website www.partnersforaccess.com. On the 18th of October, P4A's managing partner, Sophie Schmitz, will be chairing a panel discussion on the challenges and solutions for rare diseases at the BIA's London-based event. Register now at the BIA's website to find out more. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do share your thoughts in the comments section. See you next week. Thanks for listening.